Hello, welcome to what is going to be the last episode of Buzztown After the Buzzer, at least with me here. Uh, my name is Jack Purdy. I am the assistant sports editor of The Technique. This is the 10th episode covering the Georgia Tech women's basketball team. In spirit, it's the 11th because last week I was able to interview Loda My Latsonen uh, on Tech Lively, the I guess sister pod of this, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Uh, it was a great time. I learned a lot and it was good to talk to her going into what ended up being not the greatest game uh, the, the Tech Yellow Jackets have played. Uh, their first round of the now March Madness tournament, now that they've renamed it from the NCAA Women's Tournament. Uh, yeah, so the first round against Mar- in March Madness was against Kansas. Uh, Tech was the nine seed going into it. Uh, they were, were as high as 11th in the AP this year, which would have put them on track to host tournament games. Uh, like this game would have been in Atlanta, uh, but there was a there, as I've covered, their losing kid was not helpful. Um, and then also in the a- ACC tournament itself, I think is what pushed them to a nine seed. From they were projected a seven slash eight. It was it kind of could gone it could have gone either way uh, when I was looking at Charlie Cream's uh, predictions going forward. And we ended up with a nine playing in Stanford. Stanford was a one seed, and we ended up playing Kansas, who was an eight seed. Now, the other th- reason why I think we were not an eight seed, uh, for one, both Stanford and not Stanford, us, uh, both Louisville and North Carolina State were one seeds as well. And generally, you don't have conference uh, people from the same conference playing in the first round or second round against each other. So basically, that eliminated us from being the eight seed in either of their regions. Um, and then Miami, who about the same record as us, and it came on super strong in the ACC tournament, beat. Uh, they had two upset wins in the tournament which made their profile look way better than ours after we had lost to Notre Dame pretty handily and then Miami beat Notre Dame. So that made that that it just logically that put Miami ahead of us. So they ended up with the last 8 seed that was kind of reasonable for us to get uh and then that pushed us to a 9. So that put us playing in Palo Alto at Stanford, lovely place in the country. Uh and so with that said, this game that tech played, I think, was it was a newer kind of game for me to watch. Um, it the flow of it was not one I had seen us do before. Uh, for one, it was just a really slow start. Tech was down 10 0. Uh, three minutes in, like Nell had to call timeout three minutes into the game, which I have not had seen us have to do. Um, and then, even worse, we had a shot clock violation on the first offensive possession coming out of the timeout. Uh, Hermosa did get to the line on that, thankfully, though, but that was able to kickstart a 22 3 run, which was. Something I did not see coming whatsoever based on how we've played in the past. Uh, it included six points from both uh, Lorella Kubai and Dina Strabane, three from Nerea Hermosa, five from Lily Love, and two from Maya Latinen. And then, though, so that lead stretched, that actually ballooned to 10 in the second quarter after Strabane got a steal, which resulted in a Hermosa layup. But then after that, uh, the wheels kind of fell apart, If at least while I was, for, at least from my angle watching at home. Uh, turnovers started coming. They had one in the first quarter, six in the second quarter. Uh, K- uh, Kansas's Holly Kirster or Kurt Skyer, uh, had ten points in the second quarter, which was a contributory to the twenty-one to nine Kansas run in the entire second quarter. Excuse me. An example of their second quarters just being awful at times. Uh, their second half was better, but Bates was in for my a lot of that quarter. I think she was in foul trouble or something, uh, but she only played for two minutes of the half. So we didn't have the starting five out there a lot, which I'll get to at the end was might be the reason why we lost actually more than anything. Uh, so yeah, second half was a lot better, but we never we just never got there enough. AC's Carter played a lot of minutes, uh, but the the bright spot for at least the one that we had was that Nina Stroutman became super efficient. She was playing 
I mean, she's no Kevin Durant, but she has absolutely been emulating her his style the last few games. Uh, she At the end of the ACC tournament, she was making shots efficiently. She was picking good spots, being good passing. She was 4-4 in the third quarter, but it was really the defense that wasn't working. Even though Dinya had 12 points in the third, I think it might have been more, um, she was still a negative 8 and plus minus just because defensively there was just nothing much happening. And Nell in the pro- press conference after hinted at that as well. It's like that's just the thing that that's text bread and butter was their defense ability to make stops and then go and make something on the other end of the floor because they can stop you pretty well. And then once that fell apart, uh, that, that was the way to break tech. Break the defense and you've broken tech. And Kansas figured out a way to do that in the third quarter. Um, and they had a 12-point lead after three quarters and effectively the entire fourth quarter was garbage time. Uh, and they had, I mean, Kansas had 16 of their 24 third quarter points in the paint, which is astounding knowing that we both have, we have both Nerea Hermosa and Lorella Ubai down there, and they still were able to get 16. So it was not, it was not working at all uh, in any way that, it, I mean, in tournament games, you got to play up to your best. You cannot, you cannot slip up. And I tech slipped up in ways they had been showing repeatedly that they do and can uh, at the end of the season. Uh, I mean, we, me and Lodamai talked about, the UConn game, just how stellar that was at times. And I remember when I watched that, it was incredible to see them just, UConn just couldn't figure out any offensive rhythm whatsoever. And then Tech would very slowly but surely find a way to the bucket. It was very deliberate. Um, And in the games after that, especially once ACC play started, I just didn't see that at all as much. There would be some games where absolutely the defense was just clicking as it was supposed to. Um, And there'd be some offense, good offensive deliberation sets, but there'd just be still some points where passes would just be not good um I, I know in the Miami game that we hosted where we where Tech lost by a ton uh it was a game where there was just open shots that weren't being taken um it was there was always something or another that never got Tech to their full selves I think and even in the Wake Forest game in the ACC tournament like that was that was an abysmal stretch of play for a while I mean granted it was by both sides so you I mean energies feeding off each other and neutral side and whatnot but Regardless, it just was. Tech never showed me after I want to say mid January that even though we knew how good they could be, that was the thing. We always knew how good they could be, and we knew how good they had shown this to be against UConn and against Georgia in particular. But we never really got the sense that they could hold it consistently for a long time. Um, granted, they did make the Sweet 16 last year. They had that confidence. They knew what they were doing. I mean, my talked about this as well in my podcast where she was like, I asked her like, Hey, is this? You did this once. Does this make this first round game like just not as much of a stress point for you? And, and I mean, she seemed to agree. I mean, once you do something once, you kind of know how to do it well. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, it was not the night tonight. Um, back to the starting five. Uh, so the so Tech lost seventy seven to fifty eight. Uh, the starting five was a plus three as a whole in terms of that lineup. The starting five was out there. They scored twenty four points. They allowed twenty one points. When it was when you switched out Bates for. Uh, who was it? For Norea Hermosas. When Hermosas out and Bates is in with the starting five, they were a negative eight. And in the seven minutes they were, in the four minutes they were on the floor together, they were they only accumulated two rebounds. Um, and then a bunch of the other variant variations of lineups were lesser negatives in terms of plus minus. But still, that particular lineup in four minutes very much was a momentum swinger. And basically, <laughs> I guess it lost us the game in those minutes where it happened. As a whole, on the season, this was the final game for. Uh, Lawton and Stratman, Kubai and Bates, who are all seniors or super seniors. Uh, Dinya finished with 18 on 8 of 11 shooting. Uh, Hermosa and Mai both were 3 of 12. Uh, Bates was a negative 22 overall. Kubai still had 11 rebounds, so still a good showing on her part. Uh, but Tech was never above 40% shooting after the first quarter. 
the season as a whole, though, Tech was we got we were twenty one and eleven, uh, and certainly a team that I think at no point felt like was a team that should lose. Uh, even though even though there were definitely games where we did, uh, it felt like we shouldn't. Um, just overall highlight stats. Uh, I've always I always felt like our second quarters just weirdly were always awful. Uh, I mean, not every one of them, but enough of them were. And looking at our complete season stats for this season, uh, turns out that wasn't fully wrong. Uh, we scored at least 400 points in the first, second, and the first, third, and fourth quarters. We scored 394 points in the second quarter all season long. The next worst is our fourth quarter points to- scored at 495, uh, which you can attribute to not being as much as the first and third, just because there were some garbage time games there. Uh, and funny enough, we were. Both we scored and allowed 27 overtime points between those over overtime games. Uh, so clearly something in the second quarter, whether it was rotations, uh, getting people rest, or just being gassed right there, something happened where just we could not produce uh, at nowhere near the level we needed to. Uh, and we only allowed 408 points in the second quarter, so it's not like we were losing games entirely out based on that quarter, but certainly we are just not playing our best. Um of the of our starting five, uh, Kubai, Mai, and Nere Hermosa all broke the thousand minute mark. Corella, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Kubai played the most minutes at thousand seventy four and also started all thirty two games along with Hermosa, the only ones to start all thirty two. Uh, Ilya Love was the only other player to play in all thirty two games. She didn't start one of them. Uh, Mai was at a thousand thirty three minutes. Uh, both Hermosa and Latinen scored three hundred and thirty eight points this season, but because uh, of the fewer minutes, uh, Nerea Hermosa actually only averaged 10.6 a game, while Lotsonen averaged 10.9. Uh, f- uh, free throw-wise, Hermosa was our best free throw shooter. She shot 81%. Uh, and then our free throw, and then as a team, we shot 65%. Our three-point shooting as a team was 31%. Just total field goal percentage was 40% as a team. Uh, we rebounded. We had 38 rebounds a game, uh, led by, of course, Kubai, Kubai, who had 11.1. Next highest was Hermosa at 5.6, but clearly uh, Kubai just crashing the boards for us as just every game, and it was a huge point of it. Um, I do want to note that Sarah Bates, our three-point specialist, only shot 31%, who was, and was actually only third on the team. D, uh, Dania shot 36%, and Elia Love shot 40%. Granted, she only had 57 attempts compared to Bates' 163 and Dini's uh, 128 uh, and Lawton also had over 100 three-point attempts at 136, shooting 30%. Uh, Dinya ended up leading... Uh, no, Bates did lead the team in just sheer number of three-pointers at 52, but Dinya also had 46, and Mai had 42. So between the three of them, they were getting them out there. Uh, I do want to note that Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bulane, who will be our point guard of the future, made, was 8 of 25, and certainly expect that she's going to be great in that next year. Uh in terms of attendance at McCamish, uh, our UConn game was our highest attended, of course. We had 4,500 people at that game. The Notre Dame game in in February uh, had 3,000. That was the only other game of ours at home, at least, to clinch the 3,000 mark. Our most attended was, at least for now, we can tell, was our second round game against Notre Dame. At, we had 5,682 people. Uh, in just terms of player-by-player, player, just a quick little bit, a uh, little my Latinen. Uh, had to step in at point guard this year. Did some good work. Really wish uh, maybe at points we saw some different shot selection or just more ball movement. Uh, but one of the best vocal leaders I've ever seen on Georgia Tech's campus uh, in my five years here. So all props to her. Uh, just in- incredible time here. Nerea Hermosa, still more to come from her, which is great news. Uh, down where she's going to be 
She probably will be our leading scorer next year if I actually had to guess just because of Love, uh, or no, because of Kubai, Lawson, and Strout, and Bates all leaving. Uh, but it certainly could be her, and we'll need her to do a lot of work down low in terms of rebounding as well because Kubai will be gone. And on her, uh, I mean, Kubai, well, you know, she could still be in Atlanta if the Atlanta Dream draft her because uh, she's absolutely, she's been on draft boards for the WNBA uh, and deservedly so. Uh, she's very well, she's, I mean, two-time ACC player, defensive player of the year. She's on the Naismith watch for, or she is a Naismith finalist for defensive player of the year and throughout the whole nation. Uh, and so there, there's so much there. And I mean, the whole team was grounded in her. Uh, it's, thank goodness she played every game because if she didn't, uh, we certainly would have been in trouble if she wasn't there because I mean, we can we lost Loyal McQueen, we lost uh, Kira Fletcher, but at if we had lost Kubai, that would have been the real that would that would have just killed everything. Like we needed her more than anything. We could we could last with Nerea not on the floor and play a more perimeter offense and not do the high low thing with Kubai. But anytime Kubai was not playing, was absolutely uh, it was a scary it wasn't a scary moment, but um, the one time she was. The, the couple times that she got hurt and had to get carried off the floor but ended up being fine it was always you just you just hope everything's okay because you can't lose her. Uh, and we didn't, and she was an absolute star on the team and loved her to death. Uh, Aaliyah Love was our the, uh, the the real fill-in of this team. I mean, Lotson had to shift to point guard, but Love had to come into the starting role because we lost McQueen and Fletcher uh, and certainly proved great. Anytime her baseline jumper was going, it was a great time. Uh, average 10.5 a game. Uh, I mean, if we had four jackets, average 10 points a game. Akubai was right at 10.0, Love at 10.5, and then I mentioned Hermosa and Lotsen. Uh Dini was 8.6 and certainly would have, I think, gotten a 10. And she, I think she was at 10 at one point. Uh, but she only, because she started 30 games, but she was hurt for a little bit. And so she only actually started in 23 of the games while playing in 30. And so and she only ended up with 821 minutes. But I am sure, at least with getting those starting minutes back, she would have been in like the 950 range um, and would have had a lot more time to score. And was showing, I mean, late season, I mentioned the, I mean, the uh, heavy uh, comparison to, to compare to Kevin Durant, but she was playing like it. I mean, she's, she's got the size and she's got the shooting and can do a lot of different things. And she was showing that. And I really wish we got more time with her uh, than this one year, but extremely, extremely glad we got her services. Uh, but yeah, Sarah Bates, our sixth man of the year for sure, just in terms of minutes. Uh, she played 719 minutes, average 5.6 a game. Uh, all but 15 of her shots were from three. Uh, anytime she got a layup, I was I was on my feet because that was it was a fun time to see it happen because we knew it was I knew it was gonna be rare. Um, certainly, just when we needed a three pointer, she was the girl we needed to get to. And when she in the in the time she did get hot this year, my goodness, did that change games immensely. Uh, AC Carter, I want to mention just like our notable bench player. I mean, between Bates and Carter, that was most of our bench minutes. Uh, Carter got 335 minutes off the bench. Um, I mean, never, never that much per game. I mean, she only got uh, she averaged 11.2, but certainly less during like conference play and whatnot, especially near the end. But when she was out there, she was a high energy girl too. Um, she would go down low. She attempted a couple. She hit. She made two threes. She was two of nine from th- or not two of nine. Sorry, she was one of 24. She made the one three. Uh, but uh, she she was willing to just go out there and get stuff done, which I really appreciated. Um, so for next year, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge for for Coach Fortner. Uh, I mean, four seniors leaving, which is not nothing. Uh, it's gonna be a, definitely a little bit of a reset year, I'd have to say. Um, Hermosa will be the senior leader of the team, uh, and without a doubt, I think it'll be uh, a, it'll it'll be interesting to watch for sure to follow up and see what happens. Um, 
just some basic team statistics in terms of comparison against other teams. Uh, teams shot 29% from three against Tech, while we shot 31%. Uh, exact same three free throw percentage, uh, points per game. We scored 60.9 points per game. Opponents scored 52.7 points per game. Uh, Rebound-wise, we averaged uh, 6.1 more rebounds, uh, two and uh, about 1.4 more free throws per game. Uh, turnover margin not the greatest, though. We averaged 13.9 turnovers per game to allowing 13.7 uh but our assisted turnover ratio was 1.1 blocks a lot of blocks 141 blocks this year 4.4 per game uh so certainly uh great stuff and a great season so uh with that this will be the last of at least my episodes of buzztown after the buzzer uh there will be more tech lively this year uh, as we go into the final stretch of the spring semester at Georgia Tech, it is spring break this week, so I will be off at least this podcast for this week while I get some get some good re- relaxation happening. Uh, and then after that, Tech Life will be back. We'll be doing more uh, editor interviews, and I just landed what will be of the bigger interviews as well. Uh, won't say who it is. We'll save that for April when it comes out. Uh, but with that, thanks y'all for listening.